Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello world of the internet, my name is Simon Miller and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast live on YouTube, if indeed you are watching this live on YouTube, that stands to reason if you're not and somehow you're still seeing it, something very strange has gone on. We are trying a new time this week, if you have joined in live, usually we smash it around lunchtime, but I was like, some, I, I asked on my Facebook group, we've got a Facebook group for the podcast, you can join, you just search the name of the podcast, Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast, and I said, look, if you were going to tune in, uh, you know, what time would you want to tune in? And everybody said 6pm GMT. So we're going to find out. And if it doesn't work, we'll do it at a different time next week or we'll go back to what we were doing before. But I'm always happy to try something different. And if you are listening to this on the podcast or on the archive, welcome to you too. Welcome to everybody. It's lovely to see you here. And a quick shout out just to remind everyone that the podcast, like all of my personal projects, is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316. There's a link in the description if you're watching on YouTube. Even if you can give me a dollar, it certainly does help me no end. However, moving that all to the side, let's talk about wrestling, as you probably worked out, which is what we're going to do. Now, the Elimination Chamber is on Sunday. This is a weird way to start, but I kind of toyed with the idea of... Well, not toyed with the idea. I was originally going to call this podcast, and I'll probably change the title at some point, but I was going to call it Elimination Chamber uh, Predictions. But then I was like, you know what? I don't really think there's much buzz for the Elimination Chamber at the moment. Uh, you know, if you actually kind of look at it match by match, and we will go through it, we're still going to do it. But uh, the only thing people want to talk about is Charlotte Flair, is Becky Lynch, is is, uh, is Ronda Rousey. So I was like, we should focus on that. And that is the way we're going to skew this podcast too. Because, I mean, I'm sure you've all seen Raw, or if not, you've picked up on it. Certainly if you've been on social media, you're going to know that, yeah, Vincent Mann came out at the end of Raw. And he basically said, Becky Lynch, you're, spon- you're suspended for 60 days. Charlotte, you're in. And then the match is Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Now, look, I don't know. Uh, I know a lot of people somehow think that they forgot that wrestling is a work. (laughs) And they now think that Becky Lynch has been taken out of the WrestleMania 35 main event, which ties into the title of this video, which has been written facetiously. Of course she's going to be in the main event. And of course she's going to win the title. Usually, even when I'm really confident about pro wrestling things, I will never say it out loud. Because you're like, well, you never really know with WWE. Like, again, last year at Money in the Bank, I was convinced they wouldn't give it to Braun Strowman because I thought it was too obvious. And they did. Then I was like, you're an idiot, Simon. Of course they were going to give it to Braun Strowman. What were you thinking? But the story writes itself. And yeah, you know, the curveball could come in the form of the ratings, if you want to know. I I, I think this is correct. The rating that Raw did this week, I think it was a 2.6, is the lowest rated, or it's on par with the lowest ever rating for Raw outside of football season. So that ain't great. So that then opens up a big question about, well, what does that mean for Becky Lynch? Is she a draw? Blah, blah, blah. I don't really buy into any of that stuff because I don't, that's just not what wrestling is in 2019. It all seems to have changed massively from back in the day. But we may talk about that another time. We're not going to talk about it today. My point being is, this is why I love the storyline as much as much as I do. If you watch me on Ups and Downs for SmackDown and Raw over on What Culture Wrestling, and if not, please do go over there when we finished. And a uh, uh, little spoiler for you: there's a video coming out on What Culture called "Why Charlotte Flair and uh, Why WWE Was Right to Put Charlotte Flair in the WrestleMania 35 Main Event." And I've thought about it, and I absolutely think it's the right idea, as long as 
Becky Lynch wins. And that's the key to all of this. As long as Becky Lynch wins, we still have, I think it's seven and a half weeks until WrestleMania 35. That's a long time to tell a story. And I understand the the important nature or, or, or the, the credible nature of having one-on-one because a triple threat, as soon as you add someone, a third person into the mix, is very pro wrestling, right? You're never going to get a three-way boxing match. You're never going to get a three-way UFC match. It's a very pro wrestling thing to do. However, I just think it makes sense. The more I think about it, the more I think it makes sense for so many reasons. One, I think the match will be better. Let's start there. Let's start on the base. Let's start on the foundation. I think that match will be better. Not that I don't think Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey uh, can have a great match. I think they can. But I think adding Charlotte into that raises the bar some more. And what I would like from this year's WrestleMania, something we haven't had for a while within the WWE, but something New Japan does very well, is for the last match on the card to be the best match on the card. And that's going to be tough. I think Seth versus Brock could be good. Anyone Daniel Bryan's going to face or, or AJ Styles. You know, these are premier workers. But I think they have the potential to do that if Charlotte, or even without Charlotte Flair. But I think, again, you increase your chances. And I only think that, you know, allowing Becky Lynch to beat Charlotte as well, I just think that raises up the win even more. I just do. That's my personal opinion. You're free to call me a bald idiot and move on. But it goes, it goes more than that as well because... I like to look at these things as much as I can, both from a fan's perspective and a WWE perspective, and then figure out where I kind of sit. And if Ronda Rousey is going to leave after WrestleMania 35, and if she is, fair play. It's up to Ronda Rousey. I know some people got mad about that. You know, Ronda Rousey is a celebrity, and Ronda Rousey's already done great, so she can do whatever she wants. But if she is going to leave, I think putting the onus of that match on two people that it would be anyway if you want to do a one-on-one match if Ronda Rousey wasn't there and you can argue that without Ronda Rousey this wouldn't be happening anyway but again if we start if we start nitpicking to that degree we'll never end but I just think it makes sense to put the the rub or the magic or whatever you want to call it onto both Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair so that when we move forward past Wrestlemania they'll always have that we can always say Charlotte was involved in it Becky was involved in these two homegrown talents and yeah, you know, superstar, mainstream celebrity Ronda Rousey was in there too. That's just a nice bit of salt to add on top. Yeah, salt, what, what, what term to use. But I, yeah, I absolutely, I, I like where they're going. I think now we can tell a great story over the next six weeks. Am I a little bit, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a little bit on the nose that we've gone back to the whole authority storyline and Vince McMahon. I, don't know, I, like, I do still like seeing Vince McMahon on TV. And I think it's cool to see him interact with the women because obviously the stereotype is he interacts with Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock or Triple H or John Cena, whoever. So that's a nice spin and goes to show how far the women's division has come. But on top of that, I'm going to say on top of that, but maybe aside from that, it would be nice if at some point in the future we do move away from what we've seen before, especially because back in December, I thought the McMahons weren't going to do this. I thought that's what they said when they came out and said, change is coming, we're not going to be these people anymore. And I thought I was the authority, and I haven't made one damn decision. So that makes no sense. But yeah, I bought into the storyline. I also, my fourth and final point when we're talking about this, is a good heel, uh, sorry, a good face needs a good heel. I don't think Ronda Rousey is that good heel. Not that she couldn't be a good heel, but I don't think that's the, the role she fits into at the moment. If anything, she's Roman Reigns right now. And she's getting booed just because she's not Becky Lynch. And everybody wants to get behind Becky Lynch. And Ronda's just been caught in the crosshairs. Um, but I still think she's... I don't think she's filling that role. And I think you need someone to fill that role who's comfortable filling that role. And if you've watched Raw or SmackDown this week, my word, Charlotte Flair, is good at filling that role. Like, she's been brilliant. The, her facial expressions how she lapped it up on SmackDown. I thought she handled the fans really well. She'd been really good on social media, like injecting herself right into all the Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey stuff. I just think it completes the package. I think it's the best thing they could have done. 
and I'm a fan of it. I'm 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 a, I'm a huge fan. And look, I, I I want Becky Lynch to win the title at WrestleMania. I do. I think it's her time. I think it's been an organic push, an organic growth, an organic rise, which I'm all about. But I also think Charlotte has taken an amazing. Uh, well, she's just taken advantage of this as best she could. And I'd be lying if I'd said that I wasn't an even bigger Charlotte fan than I was before. And it's funny because a lot of people seem to naysay Charlotte. Like, oh, she's only there because of her dad and so on and so forth. I'm like, I just think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. I think that, I don't think it could be further from the truth. I mean, maybe she got in the door because of that, but there's nothing wrong with using your connections. And in a way, you could argue it's harder because she has quite the legacy to live up to. Her dad's considered the best wrestler of all time. But I think she stands out on her own. I think, again, she's got it in her blood. She's got it in her genes, as some people say. And I like what they're doing. I like what WWE, I think the story's great. I'm interested to see where it's going to go, how Ronda now fits into it. I mean, the shame with it all is this Ruby Riot-Ronda Rousey match at the Elimination Chamber feels utterly pointless. I mean, Ruby Riot had a nothing match with Nikki Cross on Raw, which is the bizarrely booked thing anyway. But yeah, I mean, I mean, if imagine Ruby Riot won, right? It's just not going to happen. And it, I mean, it could do. You never know with wrestling, but it seems very unlikely which means it's just filler on a pay-per-view. And if that pay-per-view goes any more than three hours and we've got filler matches, we didn't need to do it. And I think a small part of me is that Ron, I think Ronda Rousey is leaving after WrestleMania 35, but she wants to fight as many people as possible. I think she may fight Sonya Deville at Fastlane as well, which is why they had that tete-a-tete the other day on social media. And if that is true, fair play to her. I like that, but it hasn't really worked out storyline-wise. I don't think WWE has segued into it as best as they could. But with that said, yes, I'm more than happy to say it. Um, I get a lot of flack for it, but I don't care. I love the reaction to Charlotte doing that. I thought the emotive response by the fans was exactly what you wanted, uh, especially when you're talking about the end of last year when everyone said that Raw was really boring and they wanted something more. And doubly so because it was involving the women. I feel like we've come full circle with this. It's not lip service. It's not a revolution. It's not buzzwords. It's not marketing. It's because they're the best thing on the show. And in many ways, it's almost disparaging of me to say, oh, we shouldn't even mention gender right now. They're just the best. Everything the women's doing is the best. And that is being led by Becky. That is being led by Ronda. And yes, I throw Charlotte into that mix as well. I think it's been a a brilliant curveball. Shout out to my man, Spaz Phoenix, and the Super Chat. Always a supporter of Simon's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Always appreciate it. You can check him out on YouTube as well. You just search for Spaz Phoenix. Um, he is talking about the Kofi Kings and stuff on SmackDown. Let's do it. What if Kofi is the Iron Man in the chamber, goes on to a number one contender match with Mustafa Ali at Fastlane since he took his spot, and there's no winner because of Daniel Bryan nonsense, and we get Bryan versus Ali versus Kofi at Mania? I would not be against that at all. I mean, we're going to talk about this later, but look, it's, it's the free, free-flowing podcast is what this is, so we'll go wherever... If you haven't, the Gauntlet match on SmackDown I mean, it wasn't as good as the one from Raw last year. And I think maybe it was a little bit overly long at an hour. But I absolutely love the story with Kofi Kingston. I mean, Kofi Kingston's an easy guy to like anyway. Because he's been around for so long. He is better in the ring than I think we remember. And he's just a likable chap. And, you know, that, that speaks volumes in, in the world of WWE. But obviously, he took Mustafa Ali's spot. And the interesting thing with that is you'd have to imagine the booking that he got being the underdog, taking out Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy and Samoa Joe via different means was probably meant for Mustafa Ali. And that would have made more sense because he's the young up-and-comer, but they just fit Kofi into it, and I think it worked fine. So now that that did kind of resonate with the fans, which it did, you know, he got a standing ovation afterwards. Again, social, social media buzz doesn't count for a lot, but it's still nice to see it. I think it ties in. Um, it's... Yes, if you want to do... I mean, we don't know what Daniel Bryan is going to do at WrestleMania. I see threads and tweets about that all the time. What's Daniel Bryan going to do? I don't know with his hemp belt. If you want to do Daniel Bryan versus Mustafa Ali versus Kofi Kingston, I mean, it's an odd match. It's kind of a match that I don't think anybody would have put on there. But let's face it. If the Raw Women's title is main eventing, 
the Universal title will come after the WWE Championship because we know how WWE sees Raw and SmackDown. So if you're going to have the WWE Championship match in the middle of the card, why not do that? What have you got to lose? I would absolutely do it. And I'd actually potentially even think about one of them winning. I'm serious. I mean, maybe not Mustafa Ali. Maybe it's too early for him. But I wouldn't mind it, you know. I really, really wouldn't. And if Kofi Kingston won, even if it was for a week, I think that would be such a feel-good moment. And the bit with AJ Styles after Kofi had been choked out by Samoa Joe and AJ was like, look, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. I thought it was great the way Kofi just lit up like 11 years. I liked what they did. Again, I don't think I could have a Gauntlet match like that every week. I think one a year is my limit <laughs> just because it's, it's. I guess the, 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 the restraints of television kind of hold it back to, to what you could do. But I liked it. That's the key. The key is I liked it. I thought it was really good. Uh, going back to Raw quickly as well. Uh, obviously, you've got the ongoing storyline with Becky Lynch saying sorry and injuries. I do want to see how it ties in. My big question, and I think I'm meant to think this, so I hope WWE pounces on it. Am I meant to think that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon were involved? Like, because they, you know, they, they got their apology and they were very amicable towards Becky Lynch. But then Charlotte and Vince McMahon come out straight away. So I'm like, okay, does that tie in? Does that not tie in? I don't know. So that's going to be interesting. And I guess I would keep Becky off TV for a couple of weeks. Although I imagine she's at the Elimination Chamber. Charlotte Flair's going to be front row. She said that on SmackDown during a very another good heel promo. She came across like a right asshole. I imagine Charlotte Flair gets involved in that Ruby Riot and Charlotte match. Uh, sorry, Ronda Rousey match. Buries Ruby Riot even more. And Becky Lynch comes out to make the save. How she gets out of her suspension, I don't know. But maybe that's where Triple H comes into it. Maybe in this regard, Triple H is the Shane McMahon who, remember, brought Austin back. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but it was good. It, it, it was good. And it's a shame that the, the ratings didn't really hold up. But that's another conversation for another time. I mean, who even knows anymore, right? Who even knows? But just to underline it, uh, everyone's saying that Becky is the new Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, she needs the rock then. If you want to be a great baby face, you need a great heel. And I don't think Ronda Rousey is that person. She's great in her own right. Charlotte Flair, I think, has the potential to, to get up to the same level as Becky Lynch as a heel. Just my opinion. Uh, I like the Kevin Owens thing. Wanted to shout that out. He's coming back soon. Everyone kind of ragged on the fact that he was just like an ordinary dude that missed the bowling ball. But I think that's Kevin Owens' appeal, right? It made me laugh anyway. I liked it. Um, and we mentioned Ronda Rousey. Oh, this is, I didn't notice at the top of, my, top of my notes. That's why I keep looking down. Obviously, Pedro Morales passed away, I think, yesterday or at least this week. And that sucks anyway because he's a legend of wrestling. But if you don't know about Pedro Morales, you should really go read up about it. It's an amazing journey. It all ties into... Bruno San Martino and how they got the title off him and passed it to Pedro Morales and never lost. It's really, really interesting. Uh, massive draw in New York. Uh, obviously, he's you know, super old school wrestling, but the story is is really fascinating. So, yeah, I mean, I guess shout out. It sounds bizarre, right? But just, just a, a moment of respect for Pedro Morales. And yeah, I mean, that stuff always sucks. Uh, anything on SmackDown that we wanted to talk about? We mentioned the Kofi Mustafa release of the Gauntlet match. I thought I was going to talk about... I was, I was oddly impressed with the Usos McMiz TV segment. When they announced that last week, I was like, there's no way I'm going to win. I thought I, I, I enjoy everything. But I was like, I don't know... I don't know how I'm going to resonate with this. But I actually thought Shane McMahon and Miz have actually found some good chemistry now. They're not taking themselves too seriously. They played themselves up as goofs here, which I always appreciate. Uh, and the Usos are just, the Usos are great. The Usos cut a promo that was both babyface and heel, slammed them with two super kicks, and yet still weren't entirely booed. The real, that's a real interesting match. And we'll just segue into the predictions now, I guess. But that's a real interesting match to me on Sunday. Because I can't imagine any world where the Usos beat Shane McMahon and, and The Miz just because of it's Shane McMahon and The Miz and only won a month ago. And, you know, without wanting to talk politics too much, I imagine Shane McMahon has a lot of pull. But 
And also I can see them having a big match at Mania against someone. But the rumour is that the Usos contract is up. I think they negotiate. Who knows if it's true, but I like discussing these things. And obviously AEW is out there right now, signing people up, making offers to, to everyone. And they're going to have a huge focus on the tag team scene because two of their executive vice presidents are the Young Bucks. So there's no way that tag team wrestling in, uh, in AAW isn't going to be a big deal. And if that is the case, surely the Usos must know about that and must be intrigued. I, I can see a world where, much like the Revival, right, on Raw, the Revival on Raw beat Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. And that whole push does seem to be designed around what happened or the, you know, the Revival wanted to leave, they wanted to go to, to, to AEW, or at least get out of their contract, and and they didn't. They didn't have to be given the title. So if WWE is going to make a conscious effort to push their tag team division, then it makes sense. But I think it's interesting. And again, it could all be lies. The Uso could be locked into 2024, for all I know. But I, I'm, I'm waiting. If someone said right now, predicted, I'd say Shane McMahon versus The Miz. Uh, they're sorry, Shane McMahon and The Miz, I think they'll win. Maybe they haven't, but maybe they don't. Maybe they lose it, and that starts building to a match between Shane McMahon and The Miz at WrestleMania. I could see that too. But it will be interesting. And the, the tag team division overall will be interesting, because that match went 40 minutes, 35 minutes on Monday. Did it? Revival versus Chad Gable and Bobby Roode? I think it was quite long. In my head, it was about 30, 35 minutes, but it was great. And the best thing about them was they didn't have the crowd at first, but by the end, they were absolutely into it. So, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for that. Um, I would like to see better tag team wrestling in the WWE, and if something like AEW is the thing to, to do it, then, hey, man, count me in. Count me in. Um, we're we're going to talk about AEW in a minute, actually, before... Actually, we'll do the... No, we'll just talk about it now. Basically, AEW double or nothing. Oh, actually, quick shout-out to my man, Frequently Fly, in the Super Chat. Always appreciate that, my friend. <laughs> What's the next step in the Repo Man revolution? That's right. We donned the Repo Man cosplay for Raw Ups and Downs this week. So that's out there now. Nothing can stop me. I mean, the next phase, my friend Frequently Fly, is to get an interview with Barry Darso, the man behind the mask. And me and what culture, what culture and I are working on it. So fingers crossed. And as soon as you know, I'll know. Other way around. As soon as I know, you know. Yeah, AEW Double or Nothing basically sold out in four minutes. Uh, if you do listen to the Wrestling Observer, Dave Meltzer was speculating that they could have sold thousand more thousands more tickets than they did. Which is absolutely nuts. I understand the bubble will burst eventually and it's a novelty and it's exciting at the moment. And that's just life. You know, the more nor normal something gets, the, the more it balances out. But I tell you. It's, I think you're allowed to be excited about it now. If you weren't excited about it before, now is the time, I think, if you've been a bit on the fence. It's okay. They're doing really, really well. They've already made overtures towards WWE in the sense that WWE doesn't want any of their talent to go there. They just sold out, what, 11,500 seat a building in four minutes. They probably could have sold more tickets than WWE did for the Royal Rumble, and that was 32,000. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's a fascinating thing. And where we'll be in 12 months, 24 months, 72 months, nobody knows. But I certainly know right now I want to see what's going to happen. And I get, I get buzzed about it. Especially because when people go, on well, Miller, what if it dies? Okay, then it dies. But I'm going to enjoy things day to day. I'm not going to worry about what's going to happen in six years or whatever. Right now I love it. Right now I love the events. Double or Nothing sounds great. Starcast sounds brilliant. Uh, obviously, you're getting Jericho versus Omega, which, you know, if you, unless you live in Japan or went to New Japan or went on a cruise, you haven't been able to see till this point. Pac versus Hangman, that's a fascinating match. Cody Rhodes had knee surgery today because he wants to be ready for that event, so we don't know who he's going to face. You've got to imagine that's a big name. Uh, Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. Like, these are great matches and interesting matches and different matches. And then there's everything that's going to go on with their TV deals. 
I can't wait. I, I, I can't wait. And I want WWE to do well. And I want AEW to, to do well. I want everybody to do well. All of the time. Every day. I just want everyone to be happy and walk around with smiles on their faces. Right. Let's, let, let's predict. Good thing I've got it open. <laughs> let's predict uh, all the Elimination Chamber stuff. And again, if you want more in-depth predictions, uh, please do check my What Culture video, which will be going up soon too. And we'll go into it. I mean, I actually think the biggest match on this card is Nia Jack and Tamina versus the Riot Squad versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus the Iconics versus Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Naomi and Carmella. Now, I've hated the way they've done this in the sense that I don't understand a match where you're competing to not become first. If I'm in a three-way tag match and I know that if I lose, I go first in the chamber, I just don't tag in. But you had people in both matches eagerly wanting to be tagged in, which I found crazy. He should have done what the men did, which was if you win, you go in first. We didn't mention that on the Gauntlet match for SmackDown. Randy Orton won. I'll care of nowhere at the end, which means he goes in the chamber last. So that was that was strange to me. But I do think that I, I feel to me the women's titles, tag team titles feel exciting. I don't know why, but I think it kind of, especially everything that's going on with Becky, Ronda and Charlotte, I feel like it adds something to all of that. And hopefully, if they are allowed to bounce from both shows, it opens the door for other titles to do the same. Maybe it's a bit of a tester to see if they can get away with it. And they are, WWE are throwing a lot of things at the wall at the moment because they need better ratings. So that gets me excited. And I also think if Sasha Banks and Bailey win, I know there's a report out there right now that Sasha Banks got injured again. I'm 99% sure that's a work, so I'm going to go with that for now. Egg on my face if I'm wrong. But I think if they do win, all the nonsense that happened with them around a year ago when they were friends and not friends and we never got to have any kind of a blow-off, I wouldn't say it's justified because clearly it was being made up on the fly, but I do think that it will be a real moment. Like Sasha Banks and Bailey have been synonymous with everything that's happened with the women's division over the last few years, and their match back at NXT Takeover, I think it was New York, Brooklyn, was just brilliant, and it still is. And I feel like they deserve their own moment too, and hopefully that's here. So I do think that's the biggest match on the card. I hope that, I hope that main event's the Elimination Chamber as well. I imagine the men's will, but I don't know. There's something about it. Uh, on this note as well, my man Spaz Phoenix back in the super chat. Get the tap on the heart. Instead of tag titles, should we have unified the women's titles and created a definite mid-card title? There are definite great mid-carders like Nikki Cross and Ruby Riot. I don't know about that. Get back. I'll have to, I don't know. I have to see what they do with the tag titles first. I, I mean, you could say this about the tag titles too, but I get worried about mid-card titles because they haven't been able to do much with the US Championship and IC Championship. The US champion hasn't been on Raw or SmackDown for two weeks now. So it's difficult for me to buy into it. I, I, I'll, I'll never argue against unifying, unifying world titles. I just think having one world woman champion and one world man champion just makes much more sense, especially if you're new. The biggest question I always get from new fans is, why is there two champions? Then you explain the brand split and it still doesn't make any sense. So I would never, I, I would never, I would never, argue, I would never argue against that. So... Um, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. But yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Sasha Banks. And I think an outside chance is Tamina and Nia Jax, which I know will scare some people. But I, I just think that... I think it's got to be Bailey and Sasha Banks. I just think it makes all the sense in the world. I'd love to see them have their moment at WrestleMania where they retain those titles. I think it would be nice, which sounds weird, but I do. But who knows? Who knows? Obviously, it's going to start with Bailey and Sasha Banks versus Naomi and Carmella. That's another reason. Uh, sorry, not Naomi and Carmella. They won. Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. But that's another reason I think Bailey and Sasha Banks will go all the way. I think it's a nice story, and they'll probably play up Sasha's injury angle to try and, you know, overcome more obstacles. Makes sense to me. Miz and Shane McMahon versus the Usos. Already talked about it. I'm in two worlds now because I think maybe the Miz and Shane McMahon can fight at WrestleMania. And this is where you start it because you probably could. 
But then the Usos. I'll say the Miz and Shane McMahon retain, but I'm not confident about that whatsoever. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles versus Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton versus Samoa Joe versus Kofi Kingston with Randy Orton coming in last. I don't think you take the belt off Randy uh, Daniel Bryan now. I don't see the point. Take it off him at WrestleMania, should you so wish. But he's got much more momentum than anybody else in that match. I just want to give it to Samoa Joe. That's fine. But he's got much more momentum than anybody else in that match. It doesn't feel like he's got a proper feud, so you can build that. And I'd like to... Again, it's going to be a mid-card match at WrestleMania. And I think Daniel Bryan... There's no point. There's just no point. Um, so I think... And how it goes down, I don't know. I mean, the order of eliminations is going to be interesting. Either Kofi Kingston gets another huge push, or he'll be gone early because he wasn't meant to be in it. Jeff Hardy, I don't think, lasts a long time because he's kind of, you know, just floating around. Samoa Joe, they always seem to don't care about as much as I do. So then maybe him... And then maybe you get down to Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. It's difficult. I would say the last two people in there will be Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. And you can finish that story once and for all. Uh, Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa for the Cruiserweight Championship. It was on the pre-show. When anything's on the pre-show, I just assume the title's not going to change hand because why the hell not? So I imagine Buddy Murphy will win there. 205 Live is good these days. It just got hampered and destroyed before it even begun. Uh, Bobby Ru Lashley and Leo Rush versus Finn Balor. Apparently, it's a handicap now. I swear earlier they said that it wasn't. Uh, given that Finn Balor won on Raw, I don't think Finn Balor is going to win here. I think Bobby Lashley may even kill him a little bit. Hopefully, Finn Balor gets a little bit, and then we'll see what, what's going to go on with him. But yeah, I don't see Finn Balor winning. But I'd love to be proven wrong. I just think I was such an idiot and thought after the Rumble beatdown by Lesnar, maybe that was teasing another Lesnar-Finn uh, Balor match. But I'm a moron. Clearly, we've learned this. And yes, we're also getting Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. And you just know that Kurt Angle is going to get involved and Drew McIntyre is going to get involved. And I thought that was a tag match at one point. Wasn't that meant to be? I guess they've changed it because a rumor was Seth Rollins was going to be in that match and he got taken out. But I guess Baron Corbin kills it. Baron Corbin? Not Baron Corbin. Braun Strowman kills him. I don't care. That's no disrespect to Baron... Uh, oh my gosh. Baron Corbin or Braun Strowman. But I've just seen it. I feel like I've seen that match or Drew McIntyre or a variation of that so many times... How can I possibly want to watch it again? That's my gut feeling towards it. It just feels like it's run its course. And in many ways, the Elimination Chamber is just in a crap spot. Because you've got all these WrestleMania angles building. Plus, you know you have to get through Fastlane. Like I say, um, was the Ronda Rousey match not on there? Oh, it is. I just missed it because I'm an idiot. Yeah, like the Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot match. Like, if someone put a gun to my head and said, like, if you get the answer right, like, I, 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 just, I would just bet on it. I, would ne just, I can't see Ruby Wright winning in any any situation. I mean, I'd never say 100% because WWE does crazy stuff, but it just wouldn't. It would throw out everything they've been building. It would actually, you know, affect the storyline badly. It would be a detriment to the thing. And they haven't built it up at all, so it would be a weak title change because it would be Ronda Rousey's first proper loss. And Ruby Wright from nowhere would be champion. That's not Ruby Wright's fault. She went on Twitter herself and said, my match got announced by social media and now nobody's talking about it. And it's not her fault, but it still sucks. So, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a strange one, but I, I think Ronda Rousey will will win. Uh, shout out to Spaz Phoenix again in the Super Chat. Much appreciated. Nakamura, Itami, and Tazawa versus Asuka. Sane and Shirai. <laughs> well, apparently WWE's uh, gone back on the whole intergender stuff now. 
Uh, apparently a sponsor said, no, we don't like this. And if a sponsor says it with WWE, that's it. It's the end. So I don't think you're going to be seeing anything like that. But I do think it would be a much better match that you could probably already see uh, on the pay-per-view for this weekend, for example. I think they'd do well. And Sonic Cinema in the Super Chat always say, also says, uh, slap on the heart, thoughts on AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan versus Samoa Joe at Mania, which would be shades of the unbreakable three-way. You're right, because Christopher Daniels was in that. I mean, I like that a lot. I don't see that happening. I don't know why. That's just what my gut tells me. But I would love that match. I think it would be great. Maybe the problem is it's another triple threat match. And maybe they'd want to keep the triple threat love or the triple threat allure for the main event. But no, I would love anything. Anything where Samoa Joe gets put in a good spot is all right by me. I think Samoa Joe is one of the most underrated guys in the company. I would throw Rusev in there as well, as you know. Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura weren't even on the show this week. Neither were Gallows and Anderson. Sanity still haven't come back. Oscar, for some reason, beat Becky Lynch and then vanished from TV for three weeks. That really is a weird one, that is. I, I can't possibly explain what the logic was there. I understand you don't want to bury Becky too much, but I still think you can have Oscar going, I beat the champ. Or I beat the man, sorry. You know, I, I beat the buzz. And then after WrestleMania, you can go back into that feud or something. I don't know what you do. Do a Take the bet off Oscar and do a brand shift or, or whatever, which is happening. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of interesting... I mean, EC3 lost to Dean Ambrose on, on Raw. And I don't mind 50-50. Well, no, that's not true. But if you want to do 50-50 booking, fine. But it just negates EC3's win completely. And talking about that, we didn't mention this. Dean Ambrose just basically shaking Seth Rollins' hand after all that. I was like, what a waste of my life. Why did, I, why did I buy into this? How weird is that? I wanted a Dean Ambrose heel turn for so long. I thought a Dean Ambrose heel turn would be the, the, the cherry on top of a lovely Sunday. But it just didn't work at all. And again, they, they say that, the, that it was going to lead to WrestleMania 35, Roman Reigns versus Dean Ambrose. Obviously, we didn't get that for much more important reasons, so it doesn't matter. But I never thought in a million years that's what we do with the Dean Ambrose heel turn, given the kind of edginess and the attitude that he has. But shut my mouth. That's what we got. And that, my friends, is, is all, the, all the news in wrestling. Uh, we're coming up to WrestleMania weekend two, which is exciting. If you're going to be there, definitely let me know. I'll be there with the What Culture crew doing some live ups and downs, so come and check all that stuff out. Um, other than that, I don't think there's anything we, we need to chat about massively. The only thing left to do is answer some questions. So get your questions in. I've got some in the Facebook group as well. We'll answer as many as we can. Obviously, transparency, honesty here on the podcast. If you are in the chat and you do a super chat, you'll get your question answered because that's just life. That's just how it works. If you're going to do that, I'm not going to ignore you. That make me an asshole. Uh, but we'll start with Thomas Speller. Have you seen this show NCISALA that Shane is appearing on? Uh, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of it. They announced that on SmackDown, obviously. It's got LL Cool J in it. That's what he does now. He's an actor. I mean, yeah, bits and pieces, but never probably a whole episode. I think it's a weird choice to have Shane McMahon on, but maybe he's really good. I've never seen him act. So, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll, be, it'll be intriguing. It will be intriguing. Um, it was, I thought it was quite a nice way to advertise that. It wasn't too garish or like sticking it down your throat. I thought it was quite well balanced, so fair play. Uh, Oscar Piers, who do you see facing AJ Styles if the rumoured Randy Orton feud doesn't pay off? I'd love to see how Triple H would mingle in an AJ match. I'm not sure how we get to that point, but we've seen Stranger Things unfold. That's true, Oscar. Also, what is your favourite piece of merchandise, past, present and future? Um, and any ideas for future merch? I'm not very good with merch. I do have some merch, but I'm just not very good at selling it. I'll get on that. AJ Styles, well, let, let me rephrase that. If Triple H is healthy enough, because obviously he's Taurus Peck at Crown Jewel, if he is healthy enough to go at WrestleMania, I think it will be the Batista match. 
Apparently, Batista was at WWHQ last week. There has been some rumors out there he's also willing to talk to AEW, but apparently that's not true. Uh, well, not, not true. Apparently, he, he, there's there's negotiations there, but nothing serious. WWE is his intended spot because he wants to have that one last match against Triple H. So I think we'll get that at WrestleMania 35 unless Triple H doesn't get cleared and then maybe Batista holds off till next week. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see with that one. But ultimately... AJ Styles is an interesting one for WrestleMania. I'm up for AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. I think maybe you can start building that match now at Elimination Chamber. I think it'd be much like Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania 31. They'd surprise you with how good it is. And I think that's a solid WrestleMania match as well. I know not a lot of people want to hear that, but I think Randy Orton's far better than he gets credit for. And I think AJ Styles brings the best out of any, everyone anyway. So I'd be all right with that. Otherwise, I don't know where he goes. I don't think you can do anything else with Daniel Bryan. I think that feud has run its course. Same with Samoa Joe. We've seen that. Someone mentioned the three-way, which would be cool. But no, I, 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 the most interesting people when it comes to Mania are Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles and what direction they go in. Because usually, like, usually I feel like I have a bit of a, an idea or a feeling where people are going. This year, not a clue. No idea which direction they're heading in. Uh, my man Spaz Phoenix again in the Super Chat. <laughs> Where's the Miller-Sidgwick debate? It would be money. Well, it would be money, but the thing is... I don't know if I'd be a good debater because I'm too happy and smiley. I think Sidgwick's more of a, you know, focused and <laughs> take this in a good way. But look, you never know. You never know what the future would like. WWE here, you never say never. So it could happen. In terms of merchandise, I think my favorite piece of merchandise, wrestling-wise, I used to have Bret Hart glasses. They always used to mean loads to me. I always wanted the Bret Hart leather jacket, but I never knew where to get it. And I was a kid. I wouldn't have been able to afford it. Yeah, and in terms of future merchandise, I do have merchandise. I have a Big Cartel store. You can search for it now. It's just Big Cartel, SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. You can buy some white t-shirts. I've only got a couple left. I do have that Flexus t-shirt that I'm trying to get made at the moment, but I've been so busy I haven't been able to get it done. So I need to focus on merchandise. I'll do my best. I'm not very good at it. Uh, Thomas Speller. Stole this booking idea, so can't take credit for it. But it's a triple threat match at Mania, and Becky wins by pinning Charlotte. Ronda disappears till SummerSlam and returns for a rematch with Becky as a Paul Heyman girl at SummerSlam. What do you think? I think, said with all due respect, that is the most Reddit... Um, oh, someone's ringing me. Hang on, turn that off. I, that That is the most uh, Reddit booking thing I've ever heard. <laughs> in my life I do like I did think about a part of that the other day I do think that we could get to the point where Charlotte takes the pin which means Rock uh, Ronda leaves the WWE unbeaten I can see that happening absolutely and I don't think that would be the worst idea in the world but no I don't see Ronda I don't see Becky Lynch being a Paul Heyman girl I just don't think she needs it Paul Heyman is there to rise people up or has an affiliation with Brock Lesnar which we're used to but if you're going to put Paul Heyman with someone, someone said the other day, maybe Paul Heyman would join Seth Rollins. I was like, no. A, that would turn him heel. And B, Seth Rollins doesn't need it. If you want to put Paul Heyman with someone, it should be an EC3 or it should be uh, a Lars Sullivan if he comes back or who else have they got? I don't know. Heavy Machinery. Like somebody new to give them to give them credibility. I, I don't see... No, I, I don't like the idea of putting her with, um, with Becky Lynch. Uh, Cameron Sykes, ignoring all the online backlash after the angle on Raw, who do you think is the best female wrestler in WWE? I loved it, Cameron. It was a great angle. Loved it. Uh, I've always said Charlotte is the best in terms of uh, being an all-round performer. Um, I think most people would say that as well. As an athlete, she's great. But that doesn't mean other people don't bring a lot to the table. I think Ruby Riot is underrated. Naomi is underrated. Becky Lynch is really good at what she does. Oscar, obviously. Maybe Oscar or Charlotte, actually. I'd put them both up there. But no, I think Charlotte is great, and Charlotte now gets a, a, a bad rap, but I, I like her. I like her a lot. I think she's really talented. Uh, Babette Kidney, my man. Hey, dude, not sure if you answered these in your last one, so might as well ignore it if you did, but 
Uh, now that Omega is an executive too, how do you think the Elite will handle booking? Oh, we did do these. Uh, let me just check. Oh, we did do these, but I will mention the top one again, uh, Bab, but you can go to last week's one where we answered them. Uh, yeah, the thing with the executives, because a lot of people ask me that, you know, how are we going to get Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega booking themselves? I'm all right with it as long as it makes for good TV. I don't think Cody Rhodes are ever going to make him champion for make himself champion for five years. And I could be wrong. But as all these things, I think we judge it based on what we see. But I think they're so smart, and I think they have such a good idea of what fans want, they would never let their egos get in the way. And I could be absolutely wrong. I could be giving them way too much benefit of the doubt. But that's my gut feeling. And I hope I'm right, because I think having wrestlers in charge will only benefit. Uh, Saeed Shah. Sorry, Simon. Been away for a few weeks. That's all right, bro. Missed your positivity. Where do you see the call-ups from NXT sitting on the card of this year's Mania? Any surprises? Well, I don't even know what's going on. They still haven't made up their mind whether they're going on Raw and SmackDown. But in both the EC3 and Nikki Cross matches on the announced team, they said, oh, we don't know where they're going to end up. Like, Shouldn't we have made this decision by now? I don't know. I don't think they've been... Given they had all those promo packages, I don't think WWE knocked it out of the park as much as maybe they should have done, which is a shame. But you never know. It only ever takes a few weeks to rehab someone. Look at Finn Balor before the Rumble. I imagine. I, I, I mean, I thought the EC3 versus Dean Ambrose at Mania was probably a good idea, but I don't think it is now just because it's been so long. You know, it's been so long. It, well, it will have been so long by the time we get there. I'm like, surely not. So I don't know what EC is. He, maybe EC3 is in the Andre the Giant ba Memorial Battle Royal, and you take that for what it's worth. I mean, Heavy Machinery were on main event this week. Nikki Cross lost to Ruby Riot. Lacey Evans has disappeared from TV, and obviously Lars Sullivan has health issues, so that's cool. Uh, but I would, if someone really made me push it, I would say arguably not in the position they should be, and I hope I'm wrong. Uh, Garth Jackson, when are we going to get the dream match of Simon Miller versus AJ Kirsch? You never know, Garth. You just never know. Good guy, AJ. Uh, Christian Brown, not necessarily wrestling related, but I'm seeing where you responded to the questions in your Patreon weekly AMAs. Cared to fill us in? Huh? But I'm not seeing where you responded to the questions. Oh, right, Christian. Okay, quick shout out just because I've said it now. Um, the if the weekly Patreon AMAs are on my YouTube channel. The link goes out on Patreon every week. So if you go to Patreon now, go through the posts. As long as you're at the relevant tier, it'll be unlocked to you. It will be called Patreon AMA 14 Live or whatever. They're just there. Quick thing. Also, I think the Samoan Slaughterhouse is a cool nickname for Nia Jackson Tamina. If you disagree, I will fight as many people as needed, even the GOAT Simon Miller. Uh, I don't... I mean, no, I don't like it. I'm not going to lie. I don't like Nia Jackson Tamina as a team. I just don't. I thought Nia Jax had some momentum a few weeks ago, and I think this team has kind of derailed that a little bit. Uh, shout out to my man, Shavul Savar. Good guy. Sahar, I should say, in the super chat. Good guy. No Oscar and no challenge. <laughs> Important title. I know, right? I know, right? Very, 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 very strange. Um, I don't... I, I don't understand what happened with, with Oscar. I really, really don't. Right, my man Harsh has also asked what your best chamber matches are from the top of your head. Super chat as well. And I said we were going to do that last week, and I didn't. But look, I've got it open on Wikipedia, so I can go back through now, and we can talk about it as we go. So last, of course, last year's one was the one with Roman Reigns, where Braun Strowman took out everybody, but we had to have Roman Reigns win. I would not put that one on there. Um, before the year before that was when Bray Wyatt won the WWE Championship. I liked that one, and I liked the Bray Wyatt win, but then in a few months he was doing sperm overhead projection or whatever the hell that thing was. The Tag Team Elimination Chamber match the year before that was all right. Also the one where <laughs> we had the IC Championship. Remember that when Ryback won? That was awful. I don't mean to be horrible to those guys, but it, it didn't work out. It didn't work out very well. Do you know what? I actually think, well, I think the first one is the best. 
Because this is the one when Randy Orton retained. His, I'm gonna, I think the first one. I really, really do. I, I think when Shawn Michaels won, the concept was new. The concept was interesting. I just think there was something there was something good about that. Yeah, I'm going through them now. Like, I, I definitely would put that up there. Not to say the rest the rest are bad, but what's this one? Chris Jericho. I don't even remember that one. Elimination Chamber for the World. And that was a good one. Chris Jericho defeated CM Punk, John Morrison, Rey Mysterio, R-Truth, and The Undertaker to win the belt. I think that one was good as well. I'll give that a shout out too. Uh, right, where are we? Uh, some fancy booking for you, says Christian. Tanahashi has a reason to go after Jay White. We should have mentioned that. Jay White won the IWGP Championship this week at um, New Beginnings, or I always get confused with New Japan pay-per-views, which is crazy. I mean, I'd never like to say it because it sounds really insulting to Jay White, and I don't mean it, but I think he's been slotted into the Kenny Omega role. Uh, some people saying that it's too early for him, but you never know until you try. I think he's you know, been on a tear the last year. But I was surprised. Amazing, though. Amazing. Uh, anyway, I believe Kenny... Uh, Tanahashi has a reason to go after Jay White. I believe Kenny Omega does too. Plus, Tanahashi and K Kenny Omega can say they have unfinished business with each other. So, main event at Madison Square Garden, G1 Supercard. Tanahashi versus Jay White versus Kenny Omega for the IWGP title. I don't want to burst your bubble. Uh, but it seems like the main event for that card is going to be a Carter versus uh, Jay White, where a Carter will win back his championship. Now that um, Ibushi has signed for New Japan Pro Wrestling, I am 99% sure that Omega isn't going to go back to New Japan for a while. And that sounds a bit weird. I know he's got it written into his contract that he can work with New Japan if he so wishes. But I believe that Kenny Omega is going to make a good run of it with AEW and Ibushi is going to do the same in New Japan. And I don't think you're going to see their paths cross for some time, but that may work. Because when they do get back together, it's going to be a big deal. Uh, Blase Collins, I hope I got your name right in the super chat. On the heart, Oscar needs a contender. Bring up Shayna and the Horsewoman. I would take Shayna Baszler versus Oscar. That would be good. You've got a character everybody loves and you've got a character that everybody hates. That is a good shout. Do it at WrestleMania. Probably not going to happen. Uh, Thomas Speller, Damien Sandow to AEW. Would it work? I think the problem with Damien Sandow now is that it's that classic thing, out of sight, out of mind. I don't mean that in a bad way. I like Damien Sandow a lot and I was very lucky to meet him when he, he did Defiant a few years ago or maybe it was still WCPW then. I can't remember. But I don't know what he's doing now. Um, it may work if there was a demand for it. The question is, is, there a demand? Is that a path AEW wants to go? Kind of going back to old WWE guys. I'd argue probably not. New exciting guys is probably the way. Thomas Sutton. Why is WWE not promoting the Elimination Chamber? I totally forgot it was this weekend. You have a point. I feel like the only matches I know are on the card of the Chamber matches themselves. And the match Ronda is having wasn't addressed at all on Raw this week. Also true. Will Oscar be on the card? Nope. Someone who hasn't appeared on SmackDown since winning the title. What's the US title doing? Not on it. I feel that everything is being pushed aside because we're building to Mania too early. Well, the problem is you need to build to Mania as soon as you come out of the Rumble because that's what people expected. And usually it results in good TV ratings. But you're right. It does feel like a bit of a dud pay-per-view from a build perspective. Uh, I do like the, tag, the women's tag team title match just from the finish alone. I think the men's elimination chamber match will be good. But yeah, I mean, Seth Rollins is not on it. I know he's injured, but there's a lot of big gaps. So, but it does feel like WWE's ignored it. I don't know why. Maybe the, this is... I think it's because they've got a lot of their stories in place for Mania. And you're right, they need to get there. But nothing can come across and knock it off course. So they think, well, we can do a Ruby Riot versus Ronda match because we haven't done it before. But we haven't really put much stock or thought into how we actually got there. So we'll just do it. Hence why it was announced on social media. Bit weird, but they could have a great match. Ruby Riot's really good. Uh, where am I going next? Richard Ingman, what can should be done with Bray Wyatt? This time two years ago, he was becoming WWE champion. Now he is a complete afterthought. Is a release on the cards and a trip to pastures new? I don't know. 
I mean, they've obviously kept him off TV because they want to give enough time for people to forget about him in a good way. And that's happened. So does he come back as Bray Wyatt? Does he need a new character? I would argue yes. I think he needs new entrance music, if nothing else. But when do you introduce him? There's no point introducing him before WrestleMania. And if he comes back after WrestleMania, who does he feud with? Who is he? What does he do? I don't have an answer to it. The Bray Wyatt situation has become a conundrum, a puzzle, which I don't have the answer for. I think it'd be good to have him back. Uh, while there is an incredible roster right now, I do feel like Raw and SmackDown have depth issues, as Raw showed. When we had that crazy segment with Elias, then we went to a six-man, we went to a one-on-one match that was two six-man tag matches in one. That was crazy. So yeah, I, I I do think he needs to come back, but it's a very delicate situation, and maybe WWE's waiting until they know they've got it right. It's interesting. The Bray Wyatt thing is, who would have thought this a few years ago, right? I'm going to argue not a lot of people. Uh, Christopher Brown, do you have any wishes for when AEW unveils its top prize? <laughs> for example, color scheme, shape, single nameplate like WWE, or a lineage engraving like the IWGP belt? Does it have to be a belt, or could they do something new and crazy like a necklace, cape, or they get used to the official AEW Championship butler for their reign? Well, I think the good thing you've touched upon there, Christopher, is there are no rules for what AEW does. Everybody keeps talking about whatever their TV deals is going to be. And I really hope whatever it is, isn't just your standard one or two hours of pro wrestling each and every week. I think being the elite has shown you can build up matches using the world that we have at our disposal. So that's, I hope they do something different. It is an absolute opportunity to, you know, create something with a different presentation, create something with a different look, not necessarily have a show that is just, you know, match promo, match promo, backstage skit, cut to announcers. And maybe that does tie into the championship. I think like a really cool old school belt is always good because it doesn't matter what the prize is as long as you build it up like a prize. So I don't mind having ordinary titles, but I hope everything around it is different. I think AEW would benefit. I think it would be interesting. And once again, I think it ties into the fan base. The fan base love being the elite. You know, I'm sure a huge percentage of people that watch that aren't even in the USA and yet they still sold out a 12,000 seater building. So I hope they don't, I don't think they will, but I hope they don't, you know, just follow the status quo. And I hope they do something a bit different. I'm going to keep both fingers crossed. I think that would be, I think that would be good. Uh, are you aboard the the buggers cruise? Says Thomas Sun. Oh, you mean the that's um, what's his face? Let me. You mean the guy on the? Hang on, let me load this up to make sure I get his proper name. The guy that came dancing to. No, maybe you didn't mean that. Do you mean the the guy that came dancing out at? NXT with a guitar last week wasn't that didn't that sort of sound like his name yeah you mean Rick Rick Bugs whatever you pronounce his name it was hilarious I, I probably could have done without the scream I'm not gonna lie the scream was a bit much but no it's great the fact that he managed to you know hit home so quickly with that I think goes to show there's something in it so yeah no I loved it I, I it's so ridiculous but so good uh, Nick Palmer I asked you who you thought were the top five male faces on Raw and Smackdown Live this time, who do you think are the top heels? I think this is harder than faces. Charlotte Flair is the first one that springs to my mind. I'd, I'd tinker with Drew McIntyre, but he may leave when I finish this list. Daniel Bryan would be in there. You're right, it does get hard, even though because WWE has so many heels. Uh, Brock Lesnar, I think, is a good heel. He's an interesting heel, but I think he, I think he does work. And I'd be tempted to say Vince McMahon, as ridiculous as that is. I thought his line on Raw where he said, you're not the man, I'm the man. I thought that's brilliant. And sometimes the man has to make tough decisions. I thought that is a great way to, to, to build up heat. I would have said Elias before they screwed it up by turning him face and going back. But no, they'd be my five. And WWE is a heel-based territory at the moment. 
just which is weird because they used to sort of build the whole thing on whole thing on faces. Mike Faff, who would you swap around or bring up for this year's superstar shakeup? Also, if we are calling up more guys and girls from NXT, who do you think WWE will release to make room for them? I don't think they're going to release anybody. They can't afford to, and not from a financial standpoint. But even if they release somebody like Kurt Hawkins, he could go to AEW and you don't know what knock-on effect that's going to have. Especially if he gets offered a good deal, that may make other people think twice. So I don't think they're going to release anybody. In terms of the superstar shakeup, I need to see what happens at WrestleMania. And in terms of calling more guys up, right now I wouldn't do anything. Because, again, you've seen the people that have been called up over the last couple of weeks and it hasn't worked out. So until we have plans, let's stop calling people up. EC3 isn't benefiting on Raw now from both him's, you know, his own standpoint or a fan standpoint. Same with Nikki Cross, same with Heavy Machinery. Um, Lacey Evans doesn't exist. She, she came out in the Royal Rumble as number one or two, whatever it was, and, and now she's gone again. So I don't think... No, I, 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 don't, I, I just wouldn't. <laughs> I just wouldn't call anybody else up for a while. Uh, James Iverson. Hey, Simon. Hope you're well, buddy. And you, my friend. I can't help but feel the Riot Squad would be the best pick for winning the tag titles. Interesting. They are the longest standing proper team and are constantly wasted and underused. They can then drop the titles to Sasha and Bailey at Mania. I fear that it'll be Nia and Tamina, though. What do you think? I do think there is a risk of Nia and Tamina winning now and then someone losing to them at Wrestle and then losing at WrestleMania. Yes. I hope that doesn't happen because I'd like the first time they're one to be by a team. I think faces should always win on the first time. But, I mean, look, it goes back to the classic big person mentality, right? Nia Jax is an intimidating looking woman. woman. Uh, WWE likes that. Same with Tamina. They may book them as the monsters and they could win the championships with the story being who the hell can beat them. That absolutely could happen. I, 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 I hope it doesn't. But, but it could. It's going to be interesting. I'll like it a little bit because it'll make people mad. And I like, I like watching the reaction online. Mark Roy Day. Who, in your opinion, is the most underutilized and underappreciated wrestler currently in WWE? And what would you change to turn them around? Come on, Mark. You know this. His name is Rusev. And what I would do to turn him around is I go back six months when the Rusev Day, or probably longer now, when Rusev Day was getting quite hot and I go all in. And I push it really hard. And I push that merchandise. And I sell that merchandise. And I put a title on him. I let him win matches. And I let him cut promos the way he does on Instagram and Twitter. And I take him all the way to the top instead of feeling like a, a, a rise in the crowd and then just stopping it and shutting it down for no reason whatsoever. Rusev wasn't even on the show this week. Sucks. James Hunt. It's a long time since I asked the question, who would you like to see as world champion who hasn't won it before? Interesting two questions. His name is Rusev. And I, <laughs> I'm not going to go through it again. I mean, Samoa Joe is the other one. Uh, I, I think Samoa Joe is an absolutely undeserved gem of a pro wrestler and they're very much the same in the sense you can give them whatever and they will make it work somehow rusev did that in that awful summer angle with with summer ray and lana and dolph ziggler and again samojo you can give him a promo where he has to read bedtime stories and is brilliant so i'd love samojo to be to be world champion but i've given up hope slowly james iverson hey simon if ronda does stay after mania does it then make more sense that becky taps out charlotte and we still have becky versus ronda on the table to look forward as neither have beaten each other i think you can go any way with it and if you don't want ronda to lose then yes i think it makes sense and charlotte losing doesn't really make any difference and i also think there's going to be a greater moment of the proper babyface being the proper heel. We've discussed how I don't think Ronda Rousey fits that role. So I do think that could happen. And then you do leave the door open to do something with Ronda down the line. Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense in the world. I don't think anyone's, I don't think that anyone's going to care what they do as long as Becky Lynch wins the title with no shenanigans. So nice and clean, no mucking around. If they do that, I think they're, they're golden regardless. So 
That's all they really need to do. Uh, Michael Rigney. Hey, Simon. Hope you're having a great day. Who do you think Oscar will face at WrestleMania now that Charlotte will be involved in Ronda versus Becky? I would love to see Kari Sane versus Oscar match, but there doesn't seem to be enough time to bring her up and build it. Who do you think Oscar should face? I mean, it's one of the... It's, she, you can throw her in to the Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles argument. I really don't know. Clearly, they don't know because that's why she's not on TV. I would love Io Shirai or Kari Sane or Shayna Baszler. But you're right. You have to bring someone up the last minute, build a program. And if they're going to lose, I'd be like, maybe don't do it. So I imagine she defends it in a multi-person match. I mean, I don't know who's going to win the titles, but I could see, you know, the maybe a couple of the Iconics being in there or Mandy Rose, Naomi. I can see that. Maybe Naomi. I don't know. No, not Naomi. That would be ridiculous. But maybe something like that. Yeah, and I don't think it will live up to what she could have done. But hey, home. That's just what happens. Uh, Charles Baker in the Super Chat was appreciated. I'm seeing Metallica in June. I'm in London. They're playing Twickenham, right? Uh, I thought about going and just a quick offset, offshoot for the wrestling podcast. The reason I'm not going. First Metallica gig I've missed in a while is I just don't really like outdoor shows anymore. I feel like if the wind is if the wind picks up, it takes all the sound away. I'd always rather see Metallica indoors. However, Charles, that'd be an amazing show. Eighty thousand people in Twickenham going nuts. You'll have a, the the best time ever. I'm sure you have. But if you've never seen them before, I tell you, flipping amazing. Uh, Kevin Parr, hey Simon, kind of an out there idea. But what if Charlotte is just a decoy and instead faces Becky in a number one contenders match at Fastlane so Becky can beat Ronda clean? Also, would you consider doing more ups and downs dressed as classic gimmick wrestlers? Repo Man was simply amazing. Well, that's very kind, Kevin. No, I think we're going. I think the storyline, and I think Charlotte has been prepped for that match for a long time. So I don't think that um, anything's going to change. I think we're going to get into WrestleMania with the three way, and I think we're going to double down on it. Again, as I mentioned, I'm cool with it. In terms of me dressing up as classic wrestlers, the problem is it's quite hard. Like, even trying to find a Repo Man jacket was impossible, so I just bought a mask and a Repo Man t shirt. But yeah, I think about it. If I could come up with some fun ones, even the top of the head, I can't. I can't like the honky tonk man. I have to go out there and buy a honky tonk uniform. And I just don't love the honky tonk man as much as I love Repo Man. But yeah, potentially, potentially, I'd have to play it by ear, which is what I'll do. If something comes up and I like the idea, I will do it. And I'm sure Repo Man will come back every now and then. Maybe I could even start like Repo's Corner, where he gives an up or a down to something. I don't know. Uh, right, we'll switch to the YouTube comments quickly. Just answer a final few questions before we uh, before we wrap up. Uh, XXX the future XXX Mandy Rose should win the Smackdown Women's title I imagine that is in her future because I do believe WWE is quite high on her although they are a bit touch and go like she lost on Smackdown after beating Naomi for two weeks running whatever it was she just lost and I was like okay so we did that and I don't think they're going to win the tag titles either so who knows who knows which way they're going to do it uh, a raw S cross style. Hi Simon, I know this is a stupid question. Have you ever watched the movie The Wrestler? I have watched it with Mickey Rourke. It's a very good movie. Um, one of the more hard hitting, emotional wrestling, wrestling movies I've ever seen. I believe it got nominated for an Oscar or at least some awards. I think Mickey Rourke at one point was rumored to win it. Obviously he didn't. I thought it was great. I thought it was a great film. Absolutely, yeah, just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Like if you haven't seen it, I'd recommend you see it. It's worth your time. Aaron, if AEW does come to London, you're going to go? Of course I'd go. And I'd up those downs to boot. Uh, Jamie Brown, how would you feel about DDP return? Just the idea of him walking around and hitting the cutter while promoting his yoga makes me laugh harder than anything else I've heard in a while. Well, look, he returned to AEW. I don't think he'll be in WWE anytime soon. I think mostly he's, he's, he's too preoccupied with his business. But I like DDP. I was lucky to meet him at StarCast last year. He's a really nice, positive, motivating dude. So all the best in the world to him. Adam Gibbons, Evening, Simon. Which event are you excited more for? WrestleMania or Double or Nothing? 
Both. I know that's a crappy answer, but it's true. Like, I know a lot of people like to crap all over WWE, but WrestleMania I enjoy, even at seven hours long, because it's WrestleMania and there's a special vibe to it. But I think AEW is really exciting too. Like, I want to see that Charlotte, Ronda, um, Becky match as much as I want to see Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega on these shores or on Western shores. I think they're both great. I think they're both, everything's great right now. Even the Ring of Honor Madison Square Garden show will be good. Well, I think everyone's crapping on that now. If we get a Carter versus Jay White and a Carter wins, that's a good card. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Brian Shackler, how is the shoulder? Want to see you back in the ring. It's a long process. Uh, we're slowly getting there. I'll, I'll, I'll have 100% will have a proper update in around about three weeks. I won't say why. Uh, why? <laughs> but I, I will. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, Thomas Jackson, do you think WWE will throw any swerve results at Elimination Chamber? No, because the biggest swerve event I can see is Ruby Riot winning, and Ruby Riot won't win. I'm so confident about it. I never go this confident about it because I don't ever. I think we've got to you know got to hedge your bets, but it would ruin everything. It would it would, it would take out the entire entire storyline, and it would ruin WrestleMania. Not because of Ruby Riot, because of everything they built up. Stupid match. Um, where am I looking now? David Ayers Miller, would you take a Walter Chop? I mean, I would if I was booked in a match. I mean, hey, if they booked me against Walter, I'd be quite proud of myself. Because I'd be like, you must have done something, right? I guess you'd have to, wouldn't you? You don't say no. You know, those chops are a bit nuts. But I think you just, yeah, you just have to, you have to just go with it. But it would suck hard. Mark Alexander, why are WWE's ratings lower than they ever have been? Nice and simple, man. Always keep it simple. There's just less interest in the product now than there was five, ten years ago. And that isn't necessarily a bad thing from a personal point of view. If people want to watch it, great. If people don't want to watch it, great. Would always rather success for people because I'm a positive guy. But I can still enjoy it. Doesn't affect my enjoyment at WWE whether they've got loads of ratings or not. If anything, I mean, this isn't true in in practice. But if anything, you can say, you know, with low ratings, maybe the show should be better as they try and get people back. <laughs> but then I like resting different to other people. Like even on this week's ups and downs, I gave it more ups and people went crazy. They couldn't believe it. And yeah, it wasn't the best show, but I think if you take it segment by segment, there is good to be taken out of it. And that's always how I'm going to watch wrestling. You know, I'm, 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 I, I watch it for fun and I will find the fun even. And people go, oh, you're, you're the reason WWE is bad. And it's not true. 100% isn't true. Uh, Melanie Merchinson, where did the Miller Report pocket <laughs> come from? Well, Melanie... I will say that we did answer that on the, the Patreon AMA today, which I think you are a member of. So please do go find the link and, and watch it if you'd like to watch it. But I'll also tell you uh, now, just in case I've got that wrong. So I used to work at Video Gamer, which is a video game website. Shout out to those guys. And we had the opportunity to interview somebody who made, helped made Street Fighter at Capcom. And we decided to make it, uh, we decided to do it with a puppet because that is the level of my sense of humor and maturity. It was made by Tom Ori's mum. Tom Ori was a guy that used to run Video Gamer. And yeah, it just started from there. I've had that puppet now for around about four years. And just the other day, I thought, I should start featuring this more in videos. There he is. I'm looking at him now. Um, maybe I'll bring him on the podcast next time. But he's just the stupidest thing ever. And he is creepy and weird. And it is rid ridiculous. But I love him. Who wouldn't have a puppet of themselves? Um, Adam Brian Jones. Hey, Simon. What do you think of the gimmick pay-per-view, such as TLC? Do you think they should have Hell in a Cell and Elimination Chamber for special occasions? Yeah, I think they've run their course now, especially Hell in a Cell. Because obviously Hell in a Cell used to be, you had to have a reason to be in a Hell in a Cell, but that didn't happen. They just get put in there. It's the same with Elimination Chamber. Like, I, don't, I, I actually quite like the idea of it being in the Chamber. But when Lance Storm came out and said, it doesn't make any sense, it should be a tag team match, it would have been at any other pay-per-view. So I do think sometimes they build cards around the fact they have a stipulation. So it's not as good as it once was. Which is weird because 
even Money in the Bank has kind of slipped down. Money in the Bank was better at WrestleMania, and I don't know why. So it's just one of those. Uh, it's one of the, it's one of those very 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 strange things, and I don't do it. Uh, shout out in the super chat to uh, Lania Dubose, who was on the podcast the other day, which you should go check out now on Monday. She was a great guest, so shout out to her. Uh, can you do a Y video on lack of proper feud setup? I should do that. That they do. You're right. Look at Ruby Riot versus Ronda Rousey. I'm going to write it in my notebook. And keep an eye out for it. And if it does spring up, you'd be like, that mother Hubbard stole my idea. But uh, that is good. Everyone as well, I'm going to get killed either today or tomorrow when my Why Charlotte Flair should have been in the should be in the main event. Can't wait for that. People are going to go crazy. But I mean it too. That's why I did it. I'm all right with the backlash. I 100% agree. Um, Brian Shackler. Hey, man, I love your enthusiasm and positivity. Thank you. You make my days a lot better. With all YouTube, we'll join the Patreon when possible. Really, thank you for what you do. Wow, I thought it was going to be a question. That's genuinely, this is why I should read. But Brian, that's very kind of you. That's very touching. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, Daniel Brotherton, what do you think of plans to have two WrestleManias a year in the future? No, no, no. That water stuff down. It's like if you had Christmas every day, but eventually you'd be sick of it. The best thing about WrestleMania is it's one day. Like even New Japan are running the Tokyo Dome over a weekend, but it's not Wrestle Kingdom twice. I think they're doing Wrestle Kingdom and then New Year's Dash. Keep it simple. It worked in, it worked in the past. It will work again now. Um, and I will answer one more. Jamie Brown, if you could have any alive manager, who would you pick? Paul Heyman. Nice and easy. Paul Heyman, if you're an up-and-comer, he'd take you to the top. That's what Paul Heyman does. And on that note, I will go and let you enjoy your, your Wednesday evenings. Um, I don't know what time we're going to do it next week. I'll either do it again at 6 or I may bring it back to lunchtime. going to be completely honest with you. I'm going to look at the analytics when all is said and done. Because uh, I want to try and get out to as many people as possible. So if it does better at lunchtime, we'll do it then. If it does better now, we'll do it now. It's as simple as that. But thank you as always for watching. Uh, again, you can see some stuff on the screen at Simon316 on Twitter and Instagram. I've got a Patreon, as you know. Patreon.com for the Simon316. If you're not on YouTube, or even if you are, YouTube.com forces the mirror report rules. Smash, as they say, the subscribe button right now. I love seeing that number go up. Best thing ever. And I'm on iTunes. You can download it. Give us five stars. You can review it. You can do all that stuff. And, of course, check out What Culture Wrestling for all my in-depth wrestling content. And please do keep an eye out for that Y video. I would appreciate it. Why WWE was right to put Charlotte in the main event of WrestleMania 35. I would like everyone to go and watch it. And I would like everyone to feedback but look go and enjoy your evenings thanks very much for joining me as always i always appreciate it it's one of my favorite things to do this podcast especially ever since i did it live there's just something very fun about it and i don't know what it is make sure you do check out a there's a podcast that went up on monday uh, another one is going up tomorrow and there'll be a, th a fourth one including this one on friday i wanted to smash through as much content as i could this week we'll go back to tour to a week next week but again thank you very much my name is simon miller love you all take care